Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, it's that time of the year, isn't it? It's finals footy, at least in Supercoach, that is. Round 22, we're about to get into it here on the Supercoach 365 podcast. Ryan Selvich again with you. Tommy Hudson down the line. And Tommy, uh, plenty to get through in round 22. And uh, the teamless Tuesday this afternoon as we record on Tuesday night, it was a shocker. Yeah, mate. Good day. Uh, I guess it was a shocker, but we knew it was coming with a lot of these uh, players being omitted from the squads. Round 21 was absolutely brutal for Supercoaches. Uh Myself, more than most, I think I've lost about four players for the coming weekend. And with only one trade left, uh, it's looking pretty ominous. Yeah, we'll get into the team news in full as we do our Round 22 preview a little bit later. But uh, I guess some key points uh, to come out of it, at least. Uh, Nathan Cleary, we've seen some photos of him at training this week, named in Jersey 21. He won't play, at least we don't think he will. Um, There is a little bit of hope there for super coaches, though. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, if I'm Ivan Cleary, I don't really see the point of rushing him back when you've got... Luai and Burton, and they've only got uh, the Dragons, plus with a big game against South next week, but a lot of people will be holding out that he does play this week. People were holding out as well, hoping that Alex Johnston from the Rabbitohs and uh, I know in my case, uh, James Fisher-Harris and Jared Warrior-Hargraves, three names there that uh, weren't named, uh, to go with, I guess, the injuries, the suspensions as well with Angus Crichton and Matt Lodge. So uh, <laughs> I'd read Marnie to that list. And uh, I guess a good little segue into our Round 21 review, Ryan Pappenhausen again on the bench this week, as he was last week in what was the game of the week. I think there's no doubts in saying that when Storm uh, got over Manly. But just, uh, I guess, a little glimpse into finals footy, what that may look like in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, that was an excellent game. Um, I was probably hoping that Manly could, you know, stick it with the Storm, and they did. They they gave him a run for their money for sure. Pappenhausen, what did you make of his performance? I thought when he came off the bench, he definitely wasn't the dynamic player he was in the first 10 rounds, but there's probably excuses there, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's obviously that lingering effects and maybe just a little bit gun-shy, but at the same time, I don't think his confidence has helped by the fact that he is 
been coming off the bench. And I know the argument, well, Nico Hines has done a great job throughout the whole season, but what does that say to Ryan Pappenhausen when you've just won the Clive Churchill medal the year prior, you've come out in, you know, flying to start season 2021, and I, I don't know, I just don't think that Bellamy has repaid the faith that Ryan Pappenhausen has earned since he debuted in this team. I don't know, that's just my thoughts, but uh, Bellamy obviously knows a hell of a lot more than I do. To come out of that game, though, uh, we mentioned Manly. I think they maybe overperformed or maybe performed maybe slightly better than they, we thought that they may against the Storm. They came out, they looked good, and I guess Tommy Trevojevic, he was almost fixture-proof in that game. I think he ended up on 87, and Ruben Garrick as well, a big score. Yeah, Tommy and Ruben, the two guns for Manly, doing it again. Ruben Garrick, yeah, he's just been an absolute revelation, hasn't he, in the most of this year. As soon as Tommy came back, he was an absolute freak. Garrick and those who own him would just be loving it. 100 against Melbourne, that's pretty much as good as it gets. Yeah, unheard of. Um, I mean, we thought Tommy maybe, and, and that was a big toss-up last week as to who to captain because obviously Tommy was a popular pick, so to David Fafita, but he's been coming off the bench. And, um, you know, the Panthers, the regular Panthers that we uh, thought maybe were captain's options uh, weren't there in, in Nathan Cleary, at least. Uh, speaking of the Panthers, they did their best to, I guess, invite the Roosters back into that game after they raced to an early lead. But uh, the news to come out of that, or the story at least, Matt Burton, he, he stood up and proved that he can mix it with the big boys when he has to. Yep, and he's proving every week why that uh, Panthers didn't give him to the dogs earlier this year. He was always going to come in handy at the back end of the year. Well, he's coming into the whole season. He's, he's held down that centre spot, but as soon as Cleary got injured or Luai's been injured, he's the man to step up, and he was great the other day. And it was good to see Penrith back in some form. I think a few people have started to get a bit scared that I suppose they'd spent all their money earlier this year and they've uh, kind of lost the plot a little bit when they were losing to the Storm by 30. But it just shows that they probably just had a mid-season lull and getting players back now, they're really going to be a force to reckon with. Speaking of forces, what about South Sydney Rabbitohs? Uh, big, big win over the Eels who were pretty... Uh, I won't say awful, but they were very disappointing. Uh, again, that left edge of Souths, it just continues to deliver. And Josh Mansell, we had him in our best bets for topsport.com.au last week to score a double. And it's just that vacant real estate there on that left side with Alex Johnston not there, and he's just lapping it up. The uh, the former Panther, he's doing good things for Souths. Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, obviously in no man's land most of this. He hasn't been even able to get into the starting team, but... That left edge, pretty much anyone could play there, I think. No disrespect to Mansell, but I think, man, you could score some of those tries on that left edge. It will be interesting to see once AJ has come back if Mansell maybe pops up on the right wing. Congratulations to you if you have traded in Mansell in the past couple of weeks because I think he's delivered scores of, well, upwards of 80, 90. And now last week, I think he ended up after recounts uh, in excess of 170. So uh, some big numbers there. So too on Sunday afternoon from the West's Tigers in that what turned out to be a much closer win over the Bulldogs than maybe we would have thought. Uh, Adam Dewey again. We've been singing his praises the past few weeks and so too Luciano Leilua. Uh, these players, these pods, they're really standing up at the crucial part of the year when we need a point of difference heading into the uh, the vital rounds. Yeah, Dewey is, uh, he's the star of the class there for the Tigers. I think he's He's our most influential player, and he can pretty much get them the win when he plays his best. 86 the other day, he's been really good on super coach. David Nofaluma, on the other hand, he was really disappointing. I think he got around 20 after I just brought him in. So that was that was a disappointment out of the week for me. Yeah, not great. Um, I guess someone who else uh, who's found a, a new role in that Tigers team, albeit uh, through injury himself, Moses and by 54 as well, uh, traded him in last week. Again, some question marks, but got him in at a price and was pretty happy with that output, to be fair. Uh, last week, tell us, Tommy, how'd you fare at the end of round 21? How many points did you score and what's your season rank now? Uh, yep, die a week last week, mate. It was pretty ordinary. Uh, it was almost a score that we used to get before... 
I suppose these big scores came in this year, but uh, 11.60, only top 22%, which is pretty ordinary. Still in the top 4% overall, but with lots of injuries, as I mentioned earlier, um, I think I might be trending downwards. Yeah, and we'll get into that and how we're faring heading into round 22. I don't think we're going to be the only ones battling to field 17 competitive players this week. Uh, yeah, 12.65 for me, 6% or the top 6% last week. Still hanging around, actually made a move up. Uh, into the top 1,916th overall now at the end of 21 rounds. Let's get into our talking points. Tommy, we do this via our Instagram every week at supercoach365. Uh, put your questions in or uh, if not questions, statements in some cases here. Let's kick it off with Rob Barr. And speaking of Ryan Pappenhausen, a little bit earlier, he says, if Pappy isn't named, uh, let's take this as if he's not named in Jersey 1, who do we trade to in from either Latrell Mitchell, Kalen Ponga, or James Tedesco? Three big names there, which have been producing more consistent scores than what Ryan Pappenhausen has been able to do in limited time off the bench. Yeah, three great options. I think we've all you we've spoken about how good the fullback slot is, and I'm assuming Rob already has turbo as well. So yeah, it's a hot, hot field. Um, don't think you could go wrong with any of these guys. Teddy is probably the third ranked out of those two out of those three in my opinion but then you look at the roosters run the next two weeks i think they have the broncos and the dragons so that's a good run for teddy ponger and latrell pretty much go every week so i don't think you can go wrong with any of them yeah uh, i think the one thing working against ponger is the fact he's not kicking goals anymore and that's not to say that uh latrell or james tedesco are but um ponger's not kicking goals so he loses some points there the Knights, yes, they have a great run, but are they as consistent maybe and reliable as the Rabbitohs and the Roosters? Maybe not. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, I think we've both opted with him behind Tommy Turbo there at that fullback slot, Tommy. Um, and I think one thing working in Latrell's favour is, at least in the past couple of years, is Wayne hasn't urged, or, or I guess erred, on the side of resting players at the back end of seasons where obviously James Tedesco in years gone by has been afforded a rest at the Roosters uh, under Trent Robinson. So I guess summing those things up and who is more likely to take advantage of the next few weeks, I think Latrell uh, would be my advice there. Ali Stokes says, best trade for Angus, uh, Angus Crichton that is. We've obviously mentioned Angus won't be there for the next three weeks. Uh, he took the early plea for that crusher tackle. So Tommy, uh, with Angus's cash in hand, who are you spending? Uh, who are you getting into this team? Well, I don't know if I do have the trades to do it, but if I do, I, I agree it's a big problem because Crichton's been a staple of the team and probably of most teams all year. Good options are Cameron Murray has been flying the last few weeks. He has scored, though, his past four games. So I don't know if you can count on that continuing, but it is part of his appeal. He is an attacking sort of a player. Uh, Luciano Lelua for the Tigers with their really good run home. He's playing really well, as we mentioned earlier, so maybe him as well. And Josh Curran is another one you could throw into the mix. Yeah, uh, Smokey there, and that's those three names are also mentioned here by Ryan Duffy, who uh, asks a similar question. So, Ryan, hope that answers your point there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I own Angus. I can't be trading him out. I've got no trades left uh, beyond the one that, which I will be using this week. Um, maybe no surprises who I'm going to there if you listen to last week's episode, but Luciano Leilua, we mentioned the Knights could run. The Tigers, just as good, maybe even better. Um, aside that fixture against the Panthers, of course. But Leilua, he just has that attacking stats and, and I guess that mindset of offloading the footy, which maybe, uh, aside Cameron Murray, not a lot of other front, uh, sorry, second rowers do. So Leilua for mine there. Tyrone uh, Joseph Sidoveni uh, says here, you and Aiken are smoky for the finals. Obviously uh, playing on that left edge for the Warriors, but eligible at CTW on Supercoach, and he's producing some good scores of late. Yeah, it's not the worst shout. I didn't think we'd hear 
the name Ewan Aiken at all this year in classic terms, but his last two weeks, really good scores. Obviously, scoring tries is boosting that, but his base stats have been pretty good as well. Uh, in a position, CTW, where there probably isn't a lot going for it at the moment, there's a few injured players, a few players out of form. He's not the worst. Yeah, I think if you've got the trades there, in terms of Ewan Aiken, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's been playing some good footy scoring tries as well, and I think they have a pretty handy run, the Warriors. So uh, playing the Bulldogs this week, maybe another try he can add to that list. Uh, Lance Anessor, hope I've got that right, says, Dewey, the best pod. Well, he makes a good case for it. Um, you look at his last four scores, and the lowest is 80. and includes 150 in there. Last five scores, actually, the lowest is 80. So... He's mounting a great case to be a great pod. In the next four weeks, the last four weeks, they have the Cowboys, the Sharks, the Panthers, and the Bulldogs, the Tigers. So that's three games there where you'd expect him to go big again. So like, he's a great option at the moment. Owned by 9% of teams at the end of round 21. Uh, before that, uh, the week prior, just 7%. Before that, uh, 6%. So obviously some super coaches are leaning towards Adam Dewey at 5'8 for the run home. Uh, maybe partnering either uh, Cody Walker or Cameron Munster. So... Uh, Dewey producing some good scores and aside to those other two names we mentioned there, almost mainstays in most teams, Dewey's kicking goals uh, and given those fixtures you just hear there, uh, probably likely to kick plenty of them. So Adam Dewey, absolutely a great pod for ours. Carts 3185 says, thoughts on Gagai. Tommy, I'll leave this up to you. Uh, big fan of Gagai. I know you are and uh, with good reason going off what he's produced in 2021. Yeah, I love Gagai. Um, pretty much all year I've been a massive fan of him. I think I talked him up a little bit in the preseason as well. I just love him when he plays in the centres, and he has done that all year this year. He has pretty good base stats. And just playing on that south left edge, as we've spoken about pretty much all season, he's going to get involved, and he's scored a fair few tries doing that. 68 average all year, and I don't really see why it's going to change. Um, if, you, if you have room, get him in. Of course, Gagai off to the Knights next year, so... In the um, twilight of his career, I dare say he'll be doing everything he can to get Souths maybe even into that top two uh, in the run towards the premiership. So Gagai doing good things for the Rabbitohs on that lethal left side. Karts has also asked us here, when will JFH and TPJ be back? Um, probably, yeah, we, we might not be the ones to answer this. I thought JFH would have been eligible to play this week. Um, maybe not in TPJ. Yeah, that's a, a sad and a very different situation to anything maybe we've uh, had to see in, in recent times, at least. Harry Lloyd asks us here, thoughts on Manu and Val Holmes? I like Manu playing on the wing, Tommy, but named back in the centres this week. I think that hurts his super coach prospects for the Roosters on this run. Home. Yeah, maybe it does. You're probably right. I think the only, I suppose, saving grace for him there is the fact that the Roosters do have a nice run the next couple of weeks, as I mentioned earlier. But he's probably not the first person that uh, springs to mind when I'm thinking of CTWs. As for uh, Val Holmes... Good return to footy the other day. Got 87. Not a bad game against the Tigers this week, but they do have Para and Manly in the final four weeks. So, look, maybe looking elsewhere there. Power through these last couple of questions here. Joel Murray asks us, uh, last trade, Crichton to Murray or SJ to Hughes? Uh, Angus obviously out three weeks and SJ out for the remainder of the season. So wanting to make... Uh, this trade, this last trade, well worth it here. Murray or Hughes for either Crichton or Sean Johnson. Tommy, which way would you lean there? Tough one. Very tough one. Um, I'm going to go with SJ to Hughes. I just think maybe Hughes is a big chance of going massive score. I'm looking at their run home, and I think three out of the four games for Melbourne are very winnable. Well, they're all winnable for Melbourne, but they're all quite easy games. Raiders, Titans, Sharks, and even Parramatta at the moment is a pretty good 
uh, matchup for Hughes. So, yeah, Hughes for me. Uh, last question here from Chris Laidley asks us, boys, any tips for winning uh, my head-to-head matchups? All games now must win. Uh, any advice is much appreciated. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, thanks for getting this one in. Of course, classic finals for a lot of comps uh, draft as well. Getting underway this week, he says all games must win. So I assume he's finished outside of the top four here. Tommy, any experience which you can impart upon Chris here, who uh, is obviously desperate for a win? Uh, anything along the lines of uh, captaincy options, or maybe seeing who your opponent's captaining and basing your week off that if you need to play it safe, or maybe take a bigger risk? Yeah, I guess. Well, you probably shouldn't play it too different to other weeks, I guess. But maybe the only thing is around captain options, I guess take a closer note of what your opponent score is doing and who they have left. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you well ahead of your opponent and your vice captain only gets 80 or 70, perhaps you bank that if you don't need to go big, big. I don't know. But other than that, you probably probably just play it pretty similar. And uh, good luck to everybody in the finals. Of course, make best use of the waivers as well, particularly uh, in those bigger draft leagues if you can find a bit of value uh, on the waivers tonight. If you listen to this up late on Tuesday night, put your waivers in before you go to bed or if your waivers on Wednesdays or whenever the the uh, players unlock, make best use. Go through the team list and see who's maybe in for bigger minutes this week. Uh, speaking of bigger minutes, uh, news today just coming through as we're going to air tonight. Uh, Corey Horsbrand and Ryan James off to the Bulldogs. Uh, on loan deals from the Canberra Raiders. Uh, chief example there of what we mean about finding, I guess, uh, a point of difference heading into the last week. This isn't a question here, but we'll finish on this from Blake Moore. Tommy, he says, uh, talking about Toby Sexton, of course, uh, this Titans half, which has just been a revelation uh, in the past few weeks. He says, fuck me, what about Toby Sexton? Um, he might surprise a few, Toby. And he's definitely surprised, I guess, uh, everyone who didn't know a lot about Toby Sexton, just a, a class half at a young age, and he kicks goals like a champion as well. Yeah, he ticks a lot of boxes. He's come from obscurity to most of the NRL community, but he's played really well, and the Titans have won all the games with him. Different kettle of fish the next couple of weeks, though, up against South Melbourne and the Knights, and needing wins to make the semis. He's going to really show his true colours there, but like kicking goals, as you say, he's been a really uh, a real good find for those who found him in Supercoach. Yeah, uh, probably not as relevant in the classic game, given when he debuted and uh, he wasn't on the horizon to start the year. Even Tanner Boyd was, I think, next in line in the halves behind Fogarty and Taylor to start the year. So if you found Sexton uh, prior to his debut earlier in the season, well done to you because you've done really, really well there. Let's get into our round 22 preview, Tommy. uh, First game, it kicks off on Thursday night. The all-conquering Melbourne Storm looking to make it 18 in a row against the Canberra Raiders. And they start very, very firm favourites here on topsport.com.au. $1.07 head-to-head to to the Raiders. Uh, $1.06 now as we go to air. The line, a minus 23.5. And and you're only getting $1.85 for that. So, bookies expecting one-way traffic here for the Storm. Yeah, well, understandable given how they've gone this year. But, you know, you look back at the last five years between Raiders and Storm, it's been probably one of the best rivalries in the game. We've it's always been close. We've won a fair few of them, being the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, look, it's hard to tip against Melbourne. I guess the big story out of this one is, again, as we mentioned, Pappenhausen on the bench. Do you think we could see a late last-minute switcheroo? Well, I said last week that there was some doubt over Jerome Hughes. Uh, I said they don't often do this in terms of naming players, only to drop them later. So I'm going to stick by uh, my thoughts there. I think Nico, as much as I as I said at the top there, 
about Pappenhausen. It is hard. It is hard to bring him in. Um, he isn't. He isn't playing the type of footy. But again, I think he's he's been limited in his opportunities. Um, maybe teams are a little bit more aware of Ryan Pappenhausen second time around back from his HIA concerns. Uh, the confidence just isn't there. Nico Hines is flying. So I can see both sides to the story. Um, but no, I don't think they'll swap Paps back in unless Hughes or Munster is to rest this week. And of course, then we'd see Hines into the halves. Some other team news here for the Raiders. Bailey Simonson is back. And when trades are at a premium or they've been fully exhausted, the super coaches with Bailey Simmons and those who hang on to him, uh, they'll be licking their lips at that fact, Tommy. Yeah, 100%. I'm one of those. Uh, he's been sitting on, on the bench for about four or five weeks now, and I just haven't had the trades to get him out, but I'm quite happy he's still there because I'm going to have to use him this week. Uh, just quickly back on the storm. Imagine having a bench of Harry Grant, Nelson Sofa-Solomono, and Ryan Pappenhausen. That is just unbelievable. Yeah, and there's no wonder they start at $1.06. Uh, Felice Kafusi back for the Storm as well. Uh, next up, a team maybe going the other way, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They've been flailing in the past month. Uh, they take on the Panthers. The job gets no easier this weekend for the Dragons. $1.14 uh, head-to-head, the Panthers. They are in the markets. The Dragons, $6. I guess uh, the, the key team news, though, like we said at the top, Nathan Cleary named on an extended bench alongside Tavita Pangai Jr., but we're not expecting either of them to play this week. No, we're not. And uh, I think Burton Lua did a good job the other night, as we said, against the Roosters in what was probably a harder game than this will be. Uh, big one here to watch. I think Appy Chorus is off to the judiciary tonight, being Tuesday night. So we'll have to wait and see if he does play. But yeah, look, either way, I think Penrith should account for the drag. It's pretty easy. Don't really understand Jack Bird at fullback. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Uh, in terms of Matt Dufty being the 18th man. Bird, he's just not explosive. He's just not as dynamic as these other key fullbacks we talk about. And obviously, you know, not everyone can be Tom Travojevic or Latrell Mitchell or Ryan Pappenhausen for that matter. But speed is just so key in this game, particularly around that middle and trailing up through the middle. And that's something which Dufty does really, really well. The Dragons have obviously made their bed with Dufty. Um, he's on his way to the Bulldogs. So I guess no real reason why they have to have any loyalty to Matt Dufty. But yeah, Jack Bird. I mean, when we said this a couple of weeks ago, they were still right in the finals mix. Even last week, I think they started the round inside the top eight. Um, so, yeah, they've self-sabotaged this season, but it doesn't help, I guess, when they're making decisions like that as well. Next up, Friday night, the uh, the primetime game here. The Broncos up against the Roosters. Roosters, again, firm favourites, uh, despite that loss to the Panthers last week. But those big names are out, aren't they? Jared Warrior Hargraves and Angus Crichton missing from this one. Uh, for the Broncos, some big ins. Um, Albert Kelly, he's back in jersey number seven. Yeah, massive in there, Albert Kelly, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's all right. He actually doesn't go too bad, to be honest, for a player that was in obscurity for seven years. And then he comes back. He's actually not not a bad player and Tyson Gamble as well he has a go uh what's his name Jared Maria Argraves last week interesting uh starting on the bench after he'd been absolutely flying in weeks prior started on the bench only played 11 minutes then was simbined and I don't think he got back on uh what's going on there yeah it's a tough one isn't it um Obviously had those those couple of big games and that one against the Bulldogs in July really stands out to, uh, to me. 
uh, played big minutes and had a massive base for singing his praises uh, almost every week uh, throughout that Origin period. He's obviously picked up a couple of injuries uh, in that time, and maybe that's why Robbo gave him less minutes last week, but it doesn't help our cause, uh, the battling super coaches, which are f- struggling to make a team. Roosters, they should be far too good in this one, you'd think, but the Broncos attack with nothing to lose now. Uh, Xavier Coates gets a recall. Tessie New has been good. He's been... He's been. He's had his moments, Tessie New. He's obviously, you know, producing the super coach scores, but in that, you probably don't account for the errors. Gamble adds that bit of starch. So, well, I say the Roosters should win convincingly. The Broncos, they actually have some footy and some points in them. So, maybe that's the way uh, they might be able to trouble the Roosters uh, for a little while before the Roosters class prevails in this one. I think. Yeah, I don't actually mind how Brisbane are going. Um, they had a decent win against the Cowboys, albeit the Cowboys haven't had much success in recent times. But then last week against the Knights, they handled so much pressure against a pretty decent attacking outfit on paper in Newcastle and then they put a bit of points on at the end. They didn't get the win, but I thought it was a decent effort. Next up, Saturday afternoon, first game, this 3 o'clock kickoff. The Rabbitohs back in daytime footy. They love it. It goes together like bacon and eggs, the, the Rabbitohs and the Sun. Uh, Latrell Mitchell fullback. It's a strong team. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds again in the halves. Damian Cook. It's just such a formidable spine. Uh, still missing Alex Johnson, like we said at the top, and Campbell Graham. Uh, still no sighting of Campbell Graham as he continues to try and get over uh, these lingering HIA effects. But I think game, uh, this game, Tommy, in terms of Supercoach weeks and finals, of course, this game I think is going to go a long way to determining, uh, I guess, the result of a lot of weeks because we're expecting plenty of points here from Souths, but if they're not in that ruthless attacking mood, which we know they can be in, and they can get off, and maybe the Titans come to play, and they do frustrate them. We're going to see some low scores here from Latrell, from Cody. Maybe Adam Reynolds isn't kicking uh, as well as he could. Gagai, they, they're just players which we know on their day are absolutely brilliant, but the Titans are that sort of team which might take them to them. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm pretty nervous. Uh, I'm in the draft finals this week, elimination final, and I've got about four South players and two Titans, so I'm kind of hoping it's a dry weather game and there's plenty of points, but I know what you're saying. I do think this will probably work probably be the game of the round actually i think this will be a really good match the Titans are going well they're actually defending all right but south as we know they're a daytime team and they can really get a roll on so it should be an absolute great game um yeah look a lot of people are going to probably put the vice captain or captain on uh, a few south players here so they're going to expect results yep cody walker probably a popular pick there uh owned by as i just bring it up here 42 percent of teams um so yeah, we mentioned, I guess, how crucial this game is uh, for a lot of coaches. Cody Walker, I mean, there'll be plenty pinning their hopes on Cody having a big one. Uh, we mentioned Johnston, again, uh, not named. They're just saving him up, aren't they? They're in no rush, the Rabbitohs. They just want to get things right for the NRL finals. Uh, Johnston, 22% owned. Uh, so coaches feeling the effect once again of AJ not lining up in this one because he probably would have been in for a double. Uh, given how the Rabbitohs have been playing and the way that the Titans have been defending. Uh, Rabbitohs here, $1.16 head-to-head. The line is 16.5. I think that's pretty fair. Um, And I'd probably even still lean towards the way of the Rabbitohs, given it's under that three-try margin. Next game, uh, Saturday evening, the Cowboys hosting the West's Tigers and... Uh, I guess a nightmare for Joel Kane. Who's he going to tip here? Because he tips the Cowboys and the West Tigers every week. They can't both win here. Uh, the West Tigers, yeah, a scrappy win at best over the Dogs. The Dogs, I won't say they troubled them. I think the Tigers are always in control. But just goes to show you, we've spoken about the, the good run home for the Tigers or the soft run. 
but the Tigers themselves are soft, so maybe it's not as easy as what we, we've painted it out to be. No, that's a very fair call. Um, I was watching the big leg wrap the other night on Fox Sports and uh, Michael Ennis described the West Tigers-Dogs game as a game you should have went and done the gardening instead of watched. And it was hard to argue because it was a shocking game, really. Uh, the Tigers would have lost to any other team on that day except the Dogs. But yeah, the Cowboys, I think they've lost eight straight now. Um, they've sort of flown under the radar about how bad they're actually going. And the big news for them this week is Jason Tumwello has broken his hand for the third time this season. Uh, it's been a pretty ordinary year by his standards and topped off again by another injury. Yeah, um, not really too much team news other other than that Tumwello out, which you mentioned there. Uh, it sees Condon, Ben Condon, come back into the side in the back row. So he was a popular pickup, but cheapy throughout the mid part of the year. Probably been traded out of a lot of teams uh, by now. But if you're still hanging on to him, uh, one of those names which we'll figure this week. Uh, did we mention the prices there? I think the Tigers start favourite. Uh, yeah, if, you've, if you're betting on this game, you've got too much money. The Tigers at $1.57 head-to-head, the line minus four. What do you make of Val Holmes, Tommy? He was he was first game up last week, and we saw glimpses of what he can produce. But again, like Pappenhausen, I think he just looks slightly off to what we've come to know from Holmes uh, over the past few years, at least. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you go back to his 2018 run with the Sharks, I think it was, in um that was unbelievable the way he played that year. He probably hasn't reached those heights again, but it doesn't help. He doesn't have a lot around him, really. You look at their back line of Felt, RC, Granville, Hampton. There's not much to work with there, so he's probably just doing his best. Saturday night, rounding us out, Manly and Parramatta. Uh, $1.20 Manly head-to-head, the line 14 and a half. And I guess the big news for the Eels is Reed Marnie's season is done. And he's such a crucial part of that team and what they do so well. It comes from him at dummy half. It all starts there. And the Eels, they're on the slide probably just as bad as any team at the moment. And their top four hopes, they're, they're quickly fading. Yeah, 100%. It seems to happen like that often for the Eels. They get through a lot of the bulk of the year beating up on the lower teams. But as soon as it gets to the hard games, they... They've been getting smashed recently. Um, Reed Marnie, huge out and huge out for Supercoach. I, I don't know how many people owned him, but he was a pretty popular hooker. He was doing well, and now he's gone for the rest of the year. That leaves a, a big vacancy at hooker. Do you perhaps look to replace him? Yeah, uh, I think if you were running him, which 20% of teams were or thereabouts, you would have probably... I mean, you're not expecting your hooker to go down. So you might have had two. Probably Braley would have been a popular backup or Damian Cook if you got him in at a cheap enough price. Um, Brandon Smith, another one. Harry Grant, if you've held on to Harry Grant this season, uh, you're very brave and you've been rewarded with it at the back end of the year. But... Uh, yeah, 19.2% of coaches will be looking for a new hooker at least this week. Let's get into Sunday afternoon footy here, Tommy. And you mentioned doing the gardening. Well, we might go prune some roses here. The Warriors and the Bulldogs to kick us off on Sunday afternoon. 2pm kickoff. This one at Redcliffe. The first game of a doubleheader. Warriors $1.35 favourites here. The Bulldogs $3.30 outsiders. They give away 8.5 on topsport.com.au. And some big outs for the Warriors just when they get their front row pairing back. Matt Lodge is now suspended for two weeks yeah it just seems like they're constantly trying to fill gaps the Warriors there's always something happening with their squad they're actually playing well they've only beaten West and Sharks but they're, they're doing all right to win those games given the problems they're having and the, the fact that uh, Roger Tuvasashek went home uh they're a good team to watch as well players like Walsh and Curran are entertaining what about Kane Evans the other day minus eight I think it's the lowest score I've ever seen in Supercoach he couldn't have had a worse game if he tried like 
I think, and I said to you at the time, that is the worst game from an individual I've seen in my 20 plus years of watching rugby league. And that's not even an exaggeration. I think every time he touched the ball, you thought he was just going to drop it. When he's in defense, I think he gave away f- maybe two penalties, twice on report, twice sin bin. He was, on, he was included for 33 minutes, but that includes two sin bins. So he was out there for 13 minutes of game time. It messed with their rotation. The Warriors, to prevail with uh, 12 men for an hour of that game, like, unbelievable. Um, I think they'll be too good here for the Bulldogs uh, and CHT back in the halves. He was maybe not anywhere near his best last week, but a little bit rusty. I think he'll be better for the run this week. Chad Townsend and Wade Egan named an extended bench for the Warriors. Speaking of Chad Townsend, his former club, the Sharks, they're still fighting for the top eight. Um, Again, we mentioned teams on the slide, the Eels, the Dragons, the Sharks, another one, running into the red-hot Knights who have seemed to have turned the corner at least in the past fortnight. How do you see this one going, Tommy? The Sharks desperate for a win. The Knights, you know, you could say equally or if not even more desperate to shore up their place in the top eight. Yeah, well, the Knights on paper look look red-hot, but I've said that a few times this year and they let you down. Even last week against the Broncos, they really didn't put them away. They only won by eight points, and the game was in the balance towards the end there. The Broncos are probably finishing the stronger, uh, but you'd probably bank on them to beat Cronulla. Soyasifa Talakai in the centres is an interesting uh, selection for the Sharks. Yeah, and he will be marking up against Kurt Mann, so maybe um, maybe not as, as worrying or concerning for the Sharks in defence here, at least Kurt Mann, probably a little bit quicker than Talakai, but if it was Bradman Best, who's obviously a bit more explosive, what about that matchup? Jesse Ramian and Bradman Best. So they go head-to-head here, and plenty of super coaches will have both of these players in their team. So that's another thing to watch out for. We mentioned head-to-head tips. Maybe it's a tough decision, but if you've got the luxury of having an extra centre winger, me personally, I don't like when they're when they're coming up against each other because you've got both of your players stopping each other from scoring tries. Uh, maybe sit one. It's a difficult choice this week, but Bradman best last week. Maybe what you've seen from Bradman last week, you sit him. I don't know. It could be made to sound silly, but you get what I'm saying there, Tommy. Like both of them are trying to stop each other from scoring tries. Yeah, hundred percent. Who they're marking up against is uh, it's a very important factor. Um, I think this game will have a lot of you know relevance and importance in Supercoach finals given it's the last game of the round players like Caelan Ponga Bradman Best even some people could have uh, a Mitchell Pearce or Connor Watson there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game and a lot of people expecting some big scores yeah big game there to finish the week the Sharks and the Knights Tommy let's get into our top sport best bets for round 22 uh, we sent out three bets last week and two winners, so we'll take that. Josh Mentor with the double over the Eels and the Roosters plus nine and a half against the Panthers. So good luck to you if you managed to back us in and make a little bit of coin there. Tommy, your best bets for round 22. Any value here for the punters? Yeah, I've had some luck with the Roosters the last few weeks. I'm not going to go with them this week up against the Broncos. I found two I like to win by decent margins. First up, the Panthers. I think they'll just be way too strong for the Dragons. Way too many points for them. Uh, minus 18.5 is the line at the moment. You could maybe reduce that to below three converted tries if you wanted to. Uh, and also, I like the Warriors on Sunday. The line just 8.5 there. I think they'll win by more than that. The Dogs, are they're pretty awful. And the Warriors have a lot of points in them on their day. So the Panthers and the Warriors at the minus. Bundle those together, you'll get about $4 or close enough to. Uh, for mine, though, I'm sticking with the tri-scorers theme. Seeing them, not too bad. Uh, Justin Ollum uh, has just been in tri-scoring form, just running that hard line down the storm left. It looks a good bet at $2.03 anytime. Sticking with it, Tommy Mansour to get a double. I it just, it's like, as I said, it's like 
bread and butter, really, for South, just going down that left side. Mansour double, uh, put that into Olam anytime in a little multi. You'll get about $6.30 back for your dollar. If you are having a bet, do it with Top Sport, and you can actually do it. Go through our Instagram uh, bio, click the link there. Uh, it'll take you through, if you're not already a customer, which I'm sure a lot of people are, uh, you'll get our referral code and maybe a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit extra if you make a deposit uh, through that link. Of course, if you are having a play, please do so responsibly. Tommy, let's get into our trades, our super coach trades for round 22, if we have any, that is. Um, how, I mean, are you making any this week or are you just keeping your powder dry? Yeah, look, I'm, to be honest, I'm still deciding, but I'm leaning towards uh, keeping my one trade left for another week um i really have some dead weight in my team uh nico hines i know he's a great player but just coming off when our uh, paps comes on is really hurting him and there's a few other players in my team doing nothing i've got players like ryan james and bailey simonson in the reserves this week but i do have 17 scores so i'm just going to let it run for now what about you mate yeah uh, i mean a lot of players won't have 17 scores so you're already in front of the curve a little bit there I've got the one trade this week, and I said it last week, I budgeted to get Nathan Cleary back in this week. So at the moment, that's the way I'm going to head, making that trade from Jacob Arthur to Cleary. That rounds me out. That'll be 37 trades. But the injury to Reid Marnie at the weekend, it just really makes me concerned if... Jaden Braley's to go down. I know he had a rest last week. If he's to rest again or he's to get injured, I've got no hooker. Um, so maybe, I mean, Cleary's a luxury. Maybe going to Harry Grant or Brandon Smith, the smarter play. But um, TBC, stay tuned to our Instagram uh, throughout the back end of the week as you listen to this, uh, and we'll post our trades in full as we settle on them closer to kickoff. Tommy, that wraps us up. That's uh, a big episode, so thank you if you've stuck with us. Uh, big episode heading into a big final series and obviously we're looking forward to it and stick with us throughout the run home it all gets underway this week Tommy Supercoach finals the best time of the year yeah absolutely Um, I've been already feverishly sort of setting up my draft team in my classic team I told told the girlfriend trying to talk to me during the weekend because I'll be a nervous wreck but uh, nah in all seriousness everyone enjoy the footy and uh, have a good time we'll speak to you next week Uh, you can get us on our socials before then of course at supercoach365 look out for our Instagram story in the lead up to round 23 before then though round 22 it gets underway on Thursday night good luck with your teams and here's to some green arrows at the end of the week Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 